This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, whether that's Rovers throwing in a drab nil-nil in the Championship or taking Newcastle all the way to a penalty shootout in the fifth round of the FA Cup, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar, the classic cheeseburger. Hamburglar? Rubble, rubble. He said, the patties are juicier than ever before. Rubble. Available at most restaurants in this area. are listening to the 4000 holes podcast brought to you by the people at brfcs.com and sponsored by the lovely people at the terrace yesterday that we were going to do a 4,000 Holes podcast special after the game as a reaction to what we'd just seen. It seemed like a good idea yesterday. I'm not so convinced it's a good idea now. I need to set the scene. We're in the Mercure Hotel in Sheffield. So any extraneous noise you can hear and any sort of like soft, comforting music in the background is not being provided by us. But in the circumstances, it's possibly appropriate. I've got with me the father and son duo of Stuart Grimshaw and Matt Grimshaw, and we're going to just record some on-the-whistle thoughts about what we've just seen. So naturally the mood is a little, a little below par, shall we say, but let's give it a go. Matt, over to you first of all then. What's your initial take on, on that game that we've just seen? Well, I think it was a, it was a proper cup game. Both, both teams... And uh, gave it their own. We, we both. I don't think really Rovers fans or Sheffield United fans could have any complaints from that game. 
I think it was it was a decent tie. Um, obviously, disappointed is a bit of an understatement, but I mean, it, it was a performance to be proud of, and I don't think we can really ask for much more than that. I think that's a fair comment. Uh, I think producing a man of the match from that performance is going to be interesting. Don't forget to vote for your BRFCS man of the match, supported by Rovers Trust on the uh, match centre. I think everyone, to a greater or lesser extent, provided moments to remember from that game. Stuart, what's your overall thoughts about what you've seen this afternoon? So, uh, trying to look at it objectively and look at it from the point of view of I've had another 24 hours to think about it rather than the 20 minute walk up from the ground I I think it was a good old fashioned proper FA Cup tie you had two teams that were clearly on the field to try and win it you didn't have one team had set up to defend and the other had to try and break them down they were both there clearly trying to win I think both teams had good chances both keepers made some outstanding saves and I think if you'd have been watching that on match of the day and it had been Liverpool and Man United you'd have been calling it a classic FA Cup tie proper humdinger it was there was you know no what's the what's the saying there was no holes barred no quarter given and I think uh, while it's disappointing that we haven't won it's difficult to feel too disappointed because the performance was a really good performance all round. I think to, to get something from that game today, there were, every player was going to have to make a contribution. The game didn't go as I expected at all. I, I thought we, I expected us to try and shut up shop and be fairly resilient early on and then maybe be more adventurous as the game went on. But it, it, the way it unfolded, we were quite adventurous from the off and we, we took it to Sheffield United. I, I don't think that's the sitting back and, and letting teams come on to us. I don't think that's the way we play anymore. He, ever since he's come in he's talked about it being a project and it's going to be you know, an evolution and I think he's spent most of the season getting the team used to keeping hold of the ball because if you look at the stats early on in the season we'd have so much possession and very very little to do with it yeah. but now we seem to have a lot more purpose on the ball and I think that's an evolution of right, you've got the basics down now, lads. Now we're going to push on, now we're going to kick on and we're going to start turning it into the kind of tactics that we want to see going forwards longer term. So I don't think we're the kind of team that can sit down, sit sit back and just soak up the pressure anymore. And I think that showed in the second half when he made the substitutions and changed the shape of the team. I mean, they scored almost straight away after that and we were on the back foot for the rest of the game um, and we didn't we didn't look like we were going to get back into it apart from we had a couple of chances but it wasn't it wasn't we did, it didn't feel the same yeah, 2020 hindsight and all that but Matt the substitutions how did they impact on the game 
and with the power of 2020 hindsight, what should he have done? Well, I um, actually when he made the subs, I turned, I turned to, um, I turned to my dad and said, I trust, I trust him, I trust him. I said if it was a certain Sunderland manager that had done this, you know, last season or the year before, I probably wouldn't trust them as much as I do trust Thomason now. But I think when he made them, I thought, in my, obviously in my head, like everybody in the stand probably was thinking, I'm thinking, well, look, it's risky. Um, but it's it's a risk that could pay off. There's a risk and reward factor to it, and it didn't pay off. You can everybody can understand why you go defensive when you've got a one goal lead against a you know a very good team with good attacking players and good quality up front. But I, yeah, I think in hindsight, you know, it's a wonderful thing. Hindsight, in hindsight, you he'll be thinking probably shouldn't have done that. I'm sure, um, and everybody in the stand will be thinking wrong decision, maybe a bit too early. For example, you know, you might think, but. Yeah, I think you can understand why why he made the changes, but looking back on it, they probably weren't. I was going to say they probably weren't the right changes, but they might have been just possibly not the right time to make the changes. Maybe give it another five. It was a hell of a goal to win a game. Uh, very difficult to defend against someone absolutely lashing one from outside the area. And uh, Stuart, does that <laughs> soften the blow in any way, shape, or form? Not particularly, no. <laughs> who stood out for you in the Rovers team? Who was the? Well, I was just—I was just going to pick up on what we were just talking about there. I'm—I'm I'm normally one who will stick up for a manager and defend the decisions he, he makes and, and kind of look to lay the blame elsewhere. But I think today the change was the wrong change to make. And, but I think, to be honest, I think he'll be—he'll be big enough to stand up in the train in the changing rooms and say, "Look, I got that wrong, lads." And he'll he'll take the blame with the with the t- he won't necessarily come out and say it in a press conference, but I think in private that's what it'll be. And I'd love to be a fly on the wall when one of the youngsters is doing their presentation and their analysis <laughs> of today's game and say, uh, yeah, actually, Jan, it was uh, that was your fault. I think you need to do better. <laughs> As we said, though. Hindsight is a perfect science. There's been so many games this season, particularly early on, where Rovers took the lead and then we got ourselves organised and defended it, and defended a single goal lead. So it's, it's a tried and tested strategy. And in the circumstances, I was, I was looking at the players, they seemed to be dead on their feet in the last 20 minutes. There were, you could have made easily 10 outfield substitutions. Uh, and I think when the subs boards went up, there was a... Sort of anticipation of some of them that were going to get some respite. There was no place for Adam Wharton. Matt, what what do you read into that? I think you look at the uh, contributions that Adam Wharton's put in through the season. Obviously, the the Blackpool game, the standout one there. I think there's definitely something that he adds to the team. Whether when Garrett came on, it should have been Adam Wharton. Again, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I I think there's there's clearly thinking behind not using him there's clearly something that's that Thomason's either seen on the pitch or spoke to what Adam himself about in the past there's the, 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 there's, there's got to be a reason that he's not come on uh, there's a reason there's got to be a reason that Garrett came on and Garrett's not a bad player at all I mean, I, he's a good lad but I think him and Travis there's not much forward momentum yeah. and creativity there which we all know Adam Wharton does have in abundance so yeah, I think the, the lack of him since his injury is not, not worrying, but it's puzzling, I'd say. I think that's the way um, this coaching team likes to bring players back in 
the team. You look at how they brought Dak in at the start of the season. They eased them back in. They didn't bring him back in straight away. They eased yeah. him back in, and I, and the same with JRC. And I think that's that's just the way that they do it. I don't think there's anything more to read into it than that myself. He's a young lad. He's still learning his game. I I, I wouldn't. I'd, I think there's a danger of over-reading. Yeah. What is interesting is the way that he's handled certain players who've been out of favour and then have come back in. That is the most obvious example. There are others, like Rankin Costello, who was due to go out on loan and then he was brought in from the wilderness against Norwich, played like a blinder and has been one of the linchpins of the side ever since. So it does seem that he will reward performances on the field but you've got to be giving him something. So I suspect whatever he's seeing on the training ground, Wharton isn't doing what he wants him to do to the degree that he wants him to do it. And that's the carrot that he's holding out there. Well, if you do it, you'll get in the side. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So that's the end of the FA Cup run. We now turn our attention to the league, but there's an international break. That's probably come along at just the right time, I think. What are you expecting then from the, the last league games, Matt? I think, um, as you just sort of touched on there, I think the break is, is a good thing. It'll be a good thing. It's time to reflect on you know what's gone wrong in the past weeks, the Stoke game today as well. Uh, and I think for, for the rest of the season, um, a result like that, a crushing you know, end to a game like that, 92nd it was, I think, it'll either make or break the season. They'll either react to it um, and come back you know like we were before the Stoke game they'll either react to it and come back and you know we'll really kick on or it'll get, or it will give us a little bit of a wobble and it will you know it'll play on the mind too much and I think maybe the week off might, may do exactly that I think they might have too long to think about it before going into the next one but well, we shall see Stuart what are your hopes and expectations for the remainder of the league season then now I, I, I just I hope we finish in the playoffs I, it, it, at the moment, it, what's the saying? It's the hope that kills you. Yes, absolutely. You know, at the moment, we, we're in a great position, the best best position we've been in for years and years and years. I just hope it's not too um, not too disappointing an end to the season. But I, I don't know. You look at the fixtures, and I, and this is the dangerous bit. I struggle to see how we don't finish in the top. Why well, have you said that? that? There's a tough I know, game. I, I I'm going to play the opposite card then. We've got some absolutely excruciatingly difficult things for us to come. And frankly, if we finish in the top six, it'll be a miracle. I've mixed your mix. I have a, a reputation of jinxing stuff because I think a few of the games I've said, what's the worst that can possibly happen? Yeah. Or that. And, <laughs> and then it does. Yeah. I mean, we, to a large extent, it's in our hands with games against Millwall and Luton in particular, I think, are two closest rivals around us. So. If you play the teams that are closest to you and you don't beat them, then you kind of don't deserve to be in yes. the playoffs. So rather than it being the hands of another another team, I'd much rather it be in our hands yeah. and then we live on die, live or die by our own successes. So to that extent. So in summary, uh, today was a great day in very many respects. It's fantastic to see an away end sold out at Bramall Lane and to hear the noise. My watch actually warned me at one point yes, that the noise well. level was above 100 decibels and I should move yes. for my own hearing. I got, so the same, there is I got that. the same warning as well. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah!
um, we'll, we'll ignore that warning and just, just enjoy the noise for what it was. So it's great to be part of the experience. Obviously the result is, is gutting. Uh, in many respects we've seen VAR give Blackburn Rovers something. We've seen Sammy Smoddix took a, a wonderful goal away and even though it's put a dagger into our hearts, it was a hell of a shot to win the game. And rather lose a game to a goal of that quality than to just see it bundled in over the line or controversially. Um, but we go, we go again, as Stephen Gerrard, once so memorably said, shortly before handing the title to Manchester City. So thanks to Matt and Stuart. Thanks to uh, the McKeel Hotel for the background music that you've probably heard throughout this short episode of 4,000 Holes Reacts. We'll be back with a full episode in due course, but thanks very much for listening. Uh, not to get a result. Uh, if you look at a performance, I think it deserved a better result. I think we, we, we did a really good job. The last did an excellent job. Uh, 80 minutes, uh, and we should probably have scored the third goal, then we have killed the game. Then you know the football can be tough and cruel in the end. Uh, so disappointed for the fans. Great to have the backing for the fans here, almost 6,000. But when, they, when the boys look back regarding those two campaigns, I think they will be proud. Today we, we are disappointed, of course the dressing went a bit low, which is normal, uh, and, and of course a terrible way to concede the third goal, which is a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? Four thousand holes, no longer just a fanzine, now a podcast too, but you know that. You're listening to it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Are you the creative type? And you already know lots of cool things Photoshop can do, like create eye-popping images for social and gorgeous graphics for t-shirts and posters. But did you also know it can instantly turn a gray sky into a fiery sunset, change black and white to color in a click, or make anything in your photo magically disappear? Maybe you're wondering, can anyone use Photoshop to take images from ordinary to amazing? Nope, everyone can. Visit Photoshop.com and get started for free. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.